0: Want to remind everyone to download, Reddit, subscribe to the 415ers podcast. As always, coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Evan, Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy with you. Uh, feel free to follow us on social media, 415ers, uh, wherever, Instagram, Twitter. Appreciate you. Mark, I, I know, you know we're talking about some sort of rivals that the Niners have had to go through, have had to navigate. Well, there, there might be one brewing this weekend. Like there might be one brewing in Miami because of the personal connections that the Niners have. We talked about it off the top. Mike McDaniels, former offensive coordinator last year, he's coming home. Uh, Jeff Wilson jr. Is coming home, but most notably this week, Raheem Mostert is coming home. Did you hear what he had to say?
1: Mark? I don't know uh, who didn't. I mean, it's been making the rounds on, on Twitter, on social media, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, which is he claimed, which he's probably being truthful, just saying positive words to his team and his quarterback, but they sound an awful lot like awful uh, lot. shots at his former team. So, and then there's been a lot of reaction and including o- other 49ers, which we'll dive into. And it, it kind of seems like both teams, I mean, the, the Raheem Mostert. In for or, you know, quotes in that story came out before the 49ers even played the Saints, and Niner fans were aware of it before that Saints game even happened. It seems like both of these teams have been maybe looking ahead a little bit to this clash they got coming up this Sunday 49ers and Dolphins. Everyone knows it's an important game for both teams, and as we talked about, you have a really high powered offense against a high powered defense. Uh, but it's not only just fans looking forward to it, you can tell that there's some extra oomph behind it for the players as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Miami right now is is 8-3. and three. They have looked very strong. We talked about the winning streaks coming into this game. Four games for the 49ers, five games for the Dolphins. But Raheem Mostert, you know, kind of, like he tried to phrase it as not really taking shots. I believe he was taking a shot when he said that, again, not even before this game was on the radar, that it, it's, quote, Nice to be playing with a quarterback that can sling it, and of course he's talking about the Dolphins' starting quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, who statistically has been unbelievable this year. He's been fantastic and has a great receiving core to throw to, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and has a great running game now helmed by Mike McDaniel. Raheem Mostert obviously has been a big part of that, even though he didn't play last week. Jeff Wilson Jr. a great addition, but course a lot of 49ers fans see that as Raheem Mostert all right you know Jimmy G can't really slang it a whole lot compared to to Tua especially the way this year's is played out a little bit and (laughs) Raheem Mostert then this week came on uh, different you know media outlets along with I think he also voiced his his correction on Twitter saying basically I didn't mean that you know, I, I wasn't trying to take a shot at Jimmy. You didn't you didn't publicize some of the quotes that I had that were complimentary of the 49ers and all the all my favorite teammates and all the guys I played with. But Debo Samuel caught wind of this word and decided to tweet out Come on, Raheem, be real with yourself, basically. And I, while I see Debo certainly stepping up, defending his teammate and Jimmy Garoppolo, along with maybe some of the other shots that he perceived Raheem to take at San Francisco this year, uh, Mark, I also understand maybe why Raheem Mostert felt a little bit of the way he did, which is... I mean, this this is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like this this is a guy who's he's a serviceable quarterback. We we gave him his flowers after the Saints game, despite not having a fantastic performance. It was a serviceable, manageable game, but he is 40 and 19 as a starter. I think that it's worth something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't then add spinning in who can.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, multiple things can be true here. One, what Raheem Mostert is saying can be absolutely true. And, you know, what he's implying is that his quarterback currently, Tua Tagovailoa, a, a bit better thrower of the ball than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we can all agree that that is factual. That is right. It's not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is a terrible quarterback. It's not saying that he's bad. It's just simply saying, Tua Tagovailoa, a more talented arm. I think that's fair, and I think most football fans would probably agree. But also, it is also true. Raheem Mostert, you should not be saying something like that the week before you play your former team on the road. You do not want to give an opposing team that's already riding high, that is already on fire, that locker room is already feeling great, a locker room that already loves Jimmy Garoppolo, You do not want to give them bulletin board material. I mean, Debo Samuel tweeted about it. Charles Amenehu tweeted about it. I am sure it is literally posted in the Niners locker room. I know they say bulletin board material. This is posted everywhere in Santa Clara right now. I am sure of it. Everyone has it as their screensavers, their lock screens on their iPhones. This 49er team just got the extra boost that they need. Raheem Mostert. You might not be wrong. Two attack of Iloa, probably a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. But what are you doing giving the 49ers extra ammunition? Wait until after you beat them, then say something like this. You do not need to do it beforehand. Probably
0: not. You know, <laughs> may, may not be the wisest decisions by Raheem most. Obviously, we'll find out on Sunday. But, you know, Mark, I, I can't fault the guy that was responsible for carrying the ball 29 times for 225 and four touchdowns in a conference title game that got Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl. I can't fault the guy that gave life and limp literally because it, unfortunately he was banged up a lot of his time in San Francisco maybe thinking, hey if if I have a if I had a quarterback who could sling it a little bit more than Jimmy, maybe I would't have been as hurt as I was in San Francisco maybe I wouldn't have had to run as hard as I did for the 49ers. Now, maybe that doesn't cross his mind, but I I can't fault him for some of those feelings maybe leaking out to the media when they ask him,
1: hey, what do you think about the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo? You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you. I mean, again, I, I don't think he was wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Now, he did then go on Twitter and say... What quote? What clickbait? Not once did I dog Jimmy G in my interview? Did I praise RQB one? Hell yeah, I did. But I also threw out compliments to my former QB. But hey, let's leave that part out dot dot dot. Like, OK, Raheem, fair enough. You know, okay. con- context matters. Read the whole story, blah, 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 whatever. But you know how this works, Raheem. You give a quote like that where you say, quote, it's nice that we have a quarterback, quote, that can actually sling it. That can actually sling it. What does that mean, Raheem? What are you implying? You know when you say that, that it's going to light 49er Twitter on fire. You absolutely know it. You knew that this firestorm was coming the second that came out of your mouth. Now, you can be upset that, you know, people aren't focusing on the fact that you praise Jimmy Garoppolo later in your interview, later in the story. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But you did say that, and that's what's going to go around and and be popular and and catch the football world by storm, because that's just how this thing works. And you've been around long enough to know that something like that is going to get out and it's going to be the thing people focus on, uh, because that's just the way it works.
0: Yeah, it it is. And look, also, a, a big part of this is a big part of being able to sling it is also having weapons to do it. Uh, I also think there's a reason why, I mean, well, Raheem Moster wasn't there in years past, but uh, there have been some question marks about Tua in his first couple of seasons in Miami. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first year that they get Tyreek Hill, that Tua Tungavailoa has suddenly skyrocketed up the QB charts. Oh my God, they wanted
1: him out of there like a year and a half ago. Not even a year ago, they wanted him out of there.
0: Yeah, and, and Jalen Waddell was, you know, obviously a great pick last season, but was coming off of an injured year at Alabama. This is the first real full healthy season. So you got two of, I would say, the best weapons, uh, you know, best combined wide receiving duo in football. Uh, the other part of this rivalry, Mark, though, is, of course, the head coach and Mike McDaniel. And it's interesting because you brought up how a lot of 49ers fans maybe feeling kind of boomer busty about this season due to maybe some of the, the playoff shortcomings against specifically rivals, right? The Rams along with the, the Seahawks. Well, I think there was some disgruntled fans and maybe even members of the organization this year, seeing what, what Mike McDaniel was doing over there in Miami, like he's putting together in his first season as head coach pretty damn good year. I mean the entire way, So I do think there is also a little bit of, all right, was Mike McDaniel, you know, maybe the reason that Kyle Shanahan in this running game was able to dominate at the level that it did in years past it hasn't been as prolific this season a lot of that is because of injury uh, and it has changed since the addition of christian mccaffrey but there are some questions that i'm i'm sure even kyle might like to answer on the field of course against one of his former proteges who has now led his own team mike mcdaniel the miami dolphins to
1: an eight and three record yeah That's certainly a part of it for the fans wondering maybe what would this offense look like with Mike McDaniel, all the success he's had in Miami? How would he, you know, employ all of the weapons that the 49ers have? Because aside from the game in Mexico City against the Cardinals, you haven't really seen this offense explode with all their weapons. And there's certainly, you know, some noise in the fan base about, you know, this offense should be better. Uh, than they currently are. Another part uh, which which makes this matchup between Miami and San Francisco so interesting is the fact that the Niners are beaten up at the running back position, and the most recent you know member of the 49ers that is now a Dolphin is Jeff Wilson Jr., who was the 49ers starting running back for most of the season due to injuries, and he was traded to Miami once the Christian McCaffrey deal went down because Elijah Mitchell was back and getting healthy, And uh, he said he wanted to go somewhere that would, you know, need him more. The Niners, you know, helped him out and got him to Miami to a place that at least to, uh, you know, a team that he's familiar with in terms of people leading that organization and Mike So The Niners did Jeff Wilson Jr. a favor. Now Raheem Mostert is injured. He missed last week. Not sure if he's going to play this week in San Francisco. So Jeff Wilson Jr., who was the Niners starting running back for much of the season, could come into San Francisco or Santa Clara and be the Dolphins starting running back this year. So that's another reason why this matchup is so interesting because you have one team in the 49ers who suddenly could be using some depth at running back. Kyle Shanahan came out and said on Monday that it's actually another severe uh, knee injury for Elijah Mitchell and his season could very well be over we we likely will not see him in the regular season again maybe he makes a return if the Niners go deep into the postseason we don't know for sure but he's back on IR it's more serious than Kyle Shanahan thought it was when he talked to the media after the game on Sunday so you have one team suddenly with not much depth behind Christian McCaffrey that could really use Jeff Wilson Jr. and the other team who, because of an injury of their own right, now has Jeff Wilson Jr. as their starting running back, potentially. So just an added layer that makes this matchup so interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And look, Mark, if you still look at the the Niner statistics, the leading rusher on the team (laughs) is still Jeff Wilson Jr. And also, if you look at the Miami Dolphins and you look at yards per game, their leading rusher right now is Jeff Wilson Jr. He has been... been the most efficient back for two teams in the NFL this season. uh, Two teams linked it in more ways than one. No. And, and for anyone who, who didn't catch the news, by the way, Elijah Mitchell spraining his MCL, the other knee, not the one that he sprained earlier this season, but he's going to be sidelined for six to eight weeks. Obviously that's probably going to carry him through the end of the regular season. Hopefully there's some sort of return on the horizon for him because he is, uh he's he's a great running back for the 49ers. He's been able to help them this year. Uh and obviously we don't want anyone's season to end via injury. But Jordan Mason Mason is next up along with Ty Davis Price. Uh most likely as the 2 and the 3. That, I actually I I'm curious to get your take Mark on now that we know officially that Elijah Mitchell is going to be out like how, how big do you think his his injury is? We we, we talked about it a bit on the reaction episode on Monday, but obviously we didn't know that he was probably going to have his regular season cut short.
1: I think, first of all, if we rewind to when the Niners traded Jeff Wilson jr. At that point, he was the 49ers third string running back. You know, it's Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, then Jeff Wilson jr. You got what a fifth round pick back for him. If you can get a fifth round pick back for your third string running back, who in a perfect world would not touch the field on an offensive play for you again you do that like that's a fantastic move like there's no doubt about it that's the right move for the 49ers to make now elijah mitchell does have injury history and that's certainly something that the niners needed to factor in when making that trade uh you know jeff wilson jr to miami that was certainly part of the conversation for san francisco but what this tells me is the 49ers have confidence in their rookie running backs, whether that's Jordan Mason or Ty Davis price or both or one or the other. I I think that the move tells you that the Niners, if push comes to shove are comfortable with giving some touches and some carries to those rookies. Also, you know, we saw Tevin Coleman in that Carolina game when he had two touchdowns, I think in that game and had a pretty big game. Mm -hmm. There's a chance maybe he gets elevated and he's active as well. So, I think that the 49ers will be okay running back wise. And something that I mentioned on on our Monday episode, the bigger issue is if this Christian McCaffrey knee knee irritation happens to be, you know, a bigger deal than than we previously thought or that we currently think, then you have an issue. We'll probably see Kyle Shanahan be a little bit more conservative with how he uses McCaffrey now because there isn't as much depth, specifically veteran depth, to lean on. But even, you know, in the moment when Elijah Mitchell was traded, I or pardon me, when Elijah Mitchell was healthy and Jeff Wilson was traded, I think that moves speaks to Kyle Shanahan's confidence in his rookies. And I'm not saying it's necessarily going to be, you know, a perfect replacement that Jordan Mason, you know, fills Elijah Mitchell's role perfectly. And and it's hard to tell them apart. I'm not saying that. I just think that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers see those two guys or maybe just one of them as serviceable and good enough to fill a hole. And we'll probably see that come Sunday against Miami. So for me, it's an unfortunate injury that that saps the Niners of some depth, but I don't see it as an injury that will cost this 49er team, you know, Multiple wins and it keeps them from winning the NFC West, or or it causes them to lose a postseason game. I don't think it's going to have that big of a consequence.
0: I do think there is a domino effect, which we talked about on Monday, of because you don't have Mitchell or a guy you can, I guess, trust as much, McCaffrey, or maybe Debo Samuel will have to get some touches in situations that like Kyle Shanahan would like to maybe load manage a bit in the regular season. And, and that's really where my biggest concern is. It's not, it's not about Mason. I think he, look, he had what seven for, for 35 he, or, you know, he had or five for 25. He was about five yards of pop on, on Sunday. He good. Uh, no, and Ty Davis price and preseason looked very good. Look, they're both strong, physical running backs that hopefully can absorb a lot of the, the brunt damage down the rest of the season in which, you know, the, the Niners are, are trying to um, get themselves to the postseason healthy. But I do think Mitchell's presence, I, I I do think it is going to be felt at some point, not like a, as far as how efficient they run the football, but maybe to the point where someone else has to take some of those those carries away from him.